Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For as far as I can remember, I've always been the odd kid. I picked up spiders in the house and dropped them outside while my mother or sisters screamed in terror. The uglies and deformed, the disgusting and scary, it never really bothered me. In fact, I was even quite attracted to it. So much that I spent most of my childhood reading authors like Dean Kuntz, Anne Rice, and several other horror masters. By age 12, I was pretty much the goth kid who had few friends and spent his lunch breaks at the library with his nose and his books. I ended up in college, hoping to get accepted into an entomology program. I, unfortunately, couldn't get there because I wasn't good enough at math. In any case, I was fascinated by what people judged as dark and terrifying. I developed a passion for bugs... And then, the ocean. I mean, can you blame me? Honestly, is there anything more terrifying than the ocean floor? You know, it's said that we even haven't explored 10% of the ocean. We can't even reach the floor. And what we get from it is from weird creatures who somehow washed ashore after their deaths, such as sea spiders and blobfish and the anglerfish. Tell me the guy with the little light bulb and needle-like fangs isn't scary. Also, it seems like a common misconception, but people don't seem to think of these guys' size at all. Did you know that they can reach up to 3 feet and weigh over 30 pounds? I wouldn't want to meet one while swimming or doing some diving. But I'm getting sidetracked. I came here today to tell you about the thing that lives in the Cabela's Aquarium. You heard that right. And people have been calling me crazy about it, or said that I imagined things. But I know what I know, and I saw what I saw. Now, since I couldn't become an entomologist, I had to keep this side of me as a passion instead. I dropped out of college and got myself a nice job at Cabela's. You know, it's that popular hunting and fishing store, right? The one that has a huge-ass aquarium and a cafe on the second floor. I was pretty stoked working there because I've always loved the taxidermied animals you could find in the store. I used to come here with my father as a kid when we needed new fishing hooks and some spoons and, you know, fishing stuff. My dad might not have been big on hunting, but he was a cozy fisherman through and through. We always went up to the family cabin during summer 
and spent our days in a canoe, fishing for dinner. Anyway, I got a job at Cabela's, and while it wasn't the most best-paying job in the world, I did love it there. I have attention issues, and it's tough for me to maintain a day job, so when the manager who interviewed me offered me an overnight shelf-stocking job, I couldn't be happier. My shift started at 10 and ended around 6. Most of the time, I was left alone. There was always a manager around, but most of the time, they pretend to do work in the office. I started working in the store about 6 or 7 months ago. I didn't meet customers at all since my shift started after the shop closed. My only human interaction was with the night shift managers and the cleaning crew that came three times a week. All I had to do was pick up boxes and restock the shelves, as well as take some notes for the inventory guy. It was a great job, and I was always done with the restocking at around 2 in the morning. So the last four hours, I was pretty much loose in the store and could do whatever I wanted. I usually stayed close to the aquarium and sat and watched the fish or read or listened to my favorite YouTubers. But this particular night was very different. I was having a lunch break at the aquarium side, and I wasn't totally done with restocking. It was the middle of September, for context, and most people were getting ready for the end of September fishing season and the beginning of fall hunting. Stocks had been pretty much depleted during the day, and no other employee made any effort to stop the shelves from becoming empty. I was a bit cranky because it was past 2 in the morning, and I wasn't anywhere near done, but I still decided to go on a break. And that's when I first saw it. Now at first, I thought the manager had brought his kid over. All I saw was curly light hair and a humanoid figure playing around the aquarium. I didn't chase after it right away because I was focused on finishing that podcast I was listening to. Unfortunately for me, my manager soon came out of his office and told me to get back to work instead of being lazy. Admittedly, I'd been on break for over 40 minutes, so I didn't complain and I stood up. As I walked down the aquarium's hallway, I noticed wet spots on the ground. It didn't register at first what it was and I looked up toward the ceiling to try to see if there was a leak or something. It took me a couple of seconds to understand that these wet spots were a child's wet footprints. I wondered if the manager let the kids soak his feet in the aquarium. Now, he could blame me for being a bit lazy, but I'm pretty sure we don't have the right to let our kids soak their feet in the aquarium. I was tempted to go after him and let him have a piece of my mind, but I'm naturally non-confrontational, so I decided to go and do my job instead. There are cameras everywhere. Big Boss is bound to get wind of this at some point. I ignored the wet footprints and walked towards the white deer taxidermy. I've always been impressed with the taxidermies there. The store really went all out. The fake mountain of ice, the moose and its lake... Everything there is so beautifully crafted. I just can't comprehend people who say taxidermy is creepy. It's an art, and one that makes sure nothing goes to waste. I got lost in thoughts again as I stared at the lifeless eyes of a taxidermy deer. It's a childish giggle that brought me back to reality, and when I turned back around, 
there was no one behind me. And I was wondering if the kid was going to mess with me now. My brows furrowed and I sighed, eyes scanning the store. I couldn't find it, but there were still wet footprints a few feet behind me, going straight towards the moose enclosure. I couldn't let the child loose anymore. I really didn't want to confront my boss about it. But what if it started messing around with the stock? I didn't want to lose any more time, so I started following the little wet footprints. And how wet must a child be, though, to be able to walk around a store and leave such clear tracks? I heard a giggle again and lifted my eyes from the ground. I saw it turn the corner after a bunch of hunter vests, and I ran after it. My eyes must have been playing tricks on me because I thought the kid was naked. You don't want to know the thoughts that crossed my mind about my manager. I chased that kid around for a solid five minutes, but he always seemed to be faster than me, or maybe smarter, and who knows. I knew the shop like the back of my hand, and yet, I couldn't seem to cut in its way. I ended up in the back store, rushing after fading wet footsteps out of breath. My manager came out of his office and looked at me weirdly, then asked me what I was doing running around like that. Well, hell, I blew up at him. The look he gave me once I was done explaining that I was tired rushing after his kid had my spine tingling with an emotion I still can't tell. It couldn't be shame. I'd seen the kid, its footprints, and even heard its giggle. It couldn't be fear, because who the fuck is afraid of a single brat loose in a hunting store? It had to be shock, but shock didn't seem powerful enough to compare. When my manager told me he didn't have kids, and that he had seen me running left and right on camera for the past five minutes, I felt like my heart was caught in my throat. I was silenced by shock, and I didn't know how else to say it. He asked me if I was okay, I said I was, but that there was still a kid in the shop. I had been pointed out the last wet footprint on the floor, and he stared at it a bit, confused, scratched the back of his head, and said he saw nothing on the camera. I saw him stare me down like I was some kind of sick guy, so I swallowed my pride, apologized for the disturbance, and I went back to the front of the store. My cheeks were burning, but I was still determined to find that kid, whoever the kid was. I did not have to wait long, however. See, within minutes, the giggle was back. And this time, I didn't mess around and decided to go straight to the top of the aquarium. If a kid was fooling around in the store and putting its grubby little feet in the water, he would go back again. And so I hid in a dark corner, in a spot I knew the camera didn't reach. And I sat and wait. I'm not a hunter in the least, but I was pretty sure that it would return. And let me tell you something? And it fucking did. And I swear on my mom's grave that this was not a child. It measured about four feet and had perfect blonde curly hair. It had the face of one of those baby cupids you see in cheap dollar store paintings. But the rest of its body wasn't bare as I thought it was. It was covered in skin-toned scales. It had gills below each rib. And it even had a thin, finned tail. 
I had to blink twice, three times to register that this wasn't my imagination. The scales were reflecting light, making them appear even brighter. I saw his gills open and closed as it breathed air. Our air. As if this creature belonged to this realm, Earth. And I saw it look around and heard it giggle before its eyes finally settled on me. Now, I've always, always been the odd kid. You know, the one who was interested in everything creepy and disgusting. But the sight of this creature's eyes rose unprecedented fear within me. I'd read things as a child that disturbed the hardiest of adult hearts. But it's those empty, cold eyes, to this day, scared me beyond reason. You see, the creature's eyes looked like two dark beads with a single golden ring in the middle. And as it stared back at me, its lips stretched, revealing two rows of shark-like teeth hiding a blood-red human tongue. I stood in the shadow like a coward as I tried to decide what I wanted to do between run and observe. I was frozen like that fake mountain of ice with the wolves on the other side of the store. It was as immovable as the taxidermied beast littering the store. It decided for me as it sauntered my way, a childish gait animating its steps. I was mortified, and even as my body finally willed itself to move, I wasn't fast enough. I felt the pain of over fifty teeth sinking into my forearm, and the slick, disgusting heat of my blood as it welled up from the punctures. It bit me fast and hard, and my scream echoed throughout the entire store. My first reflex was to pull out those blonde locks, but the creature didn't let go of my arm, even as I ripped hair off of its skull. It pulled away, and I heard the telltale noise of a swallow. I saw it ingest a chunk of my arm and lick its bloody fangs as a giggle rose from the depth of that disgusting mouth. Then I heard running, little feet slapping against the floor and I saw its eyes narrow before it turned back toward the aquarium. I don't know what took me, but I rushed after it. It jumped in the water, and I lay down and tried to grab it with my arm that wasn't wounded. When my manager arrived, I was bleeding all over the floor, one arm in the aquarium, and screaming about not letting it go free. I was pulled away by my manager, who quickly called an ambulance to get my arm checked out. I haven't gone back to work yet, as I'm still suspended. But I want to go back. Even if the manager calls me crazy and doesn't believe my story, I want to go back. Even if I lost a chunk of my arm to a strange cannibalistic little water cherub, I want to prove to myself that I haven't hallucinated all of this. I could still feel its tiny, razor-like teeth in my skin, and I still see its eyes when I close mine. I mean, hell, if the hole in my arm isn't enough to convince people, what will? Even if the doctor said he's never seen a wound like that, and that it reminded him of his time in Australia when he used to deal with shark bites. We don't have a single shark in the aquarium. It's fresh water. And then the boss, the, the big one, well, he won't return my calls. I haven't been fired either, and I haven't gotten news from Cabela's since then. So, 
Let me just issue this warning. If you go to Cabela's down near Pottsville, Pennsylvania, pick up your hunting stuff and go. Don't wander alone in the aquarium. I'd say if you can avoid looking at the aquarium at all, do it. I don't think it would attack people in groups or during the day, seeing how it had to lure me to get me at night. But still, be careful. <laughs>